Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Barbara. And this is our very first episode of That's Haunted. Hope you enjoy it. And I'm cracking up right now. Uh, <laughs> and my stomach is gurgling. But anyways, um, so, okay, here. Uh, who are we? That's Haunted. That's what we just said. <laughs> That's on what it. is this podcast about? I'm, I'm, this, these are my, my notes. Ghosts? Paranormal? Yes. Uh, yes and yes. Yes and yes. And, and other? Supernatural. Supernatural. Supernatural things. Uh, okay. And so what are we going to do here, Betsy? Elizabeth. Elizabeth, sorry. as I prefer to be called. <laughs> um, well, we're going to summarize stories uh, and events that we've... Uh, Researched on uh, the news or the World Wide Web, the World Wide Web, um, things that are of interest to us. We've both personally have been interested in paranormal and ghost happenings for a very long time. And, and we're, we're sisters. And, we're, and we're oh, sisters. we forgot to oh, yeah, mention that. I'm the older sister. This yes, much, much not, older. Not that much older. Ten years older. older. No, eight years. I told you eight. Uh, Anywho. So I'm not sure exactly what the format probably will be, but... I'm thinking we'll each do a different story a week, or maybe we'll both concentrate on one story, do different parts of it. Um, so we have a lot of ideas, you know, like you do. And uh, and Barbara's got a story to uh, talk about. I think about it'll right be now. fun. Yes, I have. I have a little story. It's kind of a twist on a ghost story. It's kind of a different. Of course, I like historical ghost stories, and that's probably what I will always be doing. Right. And you like current event type of situation. Right, right. True crime, current event type of ghost stories. So, uh, But I'm very interested in the historical. It's very interesting. Yeah. And um, so, and I'm more skeptical, I should probably She is that. more skeptical. I'm more of a believer. You believe everything, every uh, You know, thing. she debunks my YouTube yes, videos. Yes, I do. I, I debunk see. every single YouTube video. <laughs> And I'm like, you just ruined it for if me. If you've ever seen BuzzFeed, we're probably a lot like those two, the BuzzFeed. Probably, uh, very much so, yes. And uh, so it's, <laughs> it should be interesting. I do believe in, I, I will say I do believe in ghosts. It's just that I'm very hard to convince. Yes, even when there's video, she debunks the video. So. But I still like the stories, and I still believe, I want to, I want to believe, as they say. And um, so anyways, I guess we'll get right to, I'll tell a quick story. Since it's our first podcast, <clears throat> we'll do We'll be brief because we're, we're new to this. We probably sound very awkward. Um, so anyways, my first story is called the Hammersmith Ghost Murder Case. And it's sort of, I guess it would be a true crime slash ghost story, but it's from the 1800s. Hammersmith? Hammersmith in England. Okay. So, so what happened was, well, the basic, I'll tell the end first. The Hammersmith ghost murder case of 1804 set a legal precedent in the UK regarding self-defense, whether someone could be held liable for their actions, even if they were the consequence of a mistaken belief. So near, this is what happened. Near the end of 1803, a number of people claimed to have seen and even been attacked by a ghost in the Hammersmith area of London, a ghost believed by locals to be the spirit of a suicide victim. And on January 3rd, 1804, a member of one of the armed patrols set up the wake, set up in the wake of the reports, shot and killed a bricklayer, Thomas Millwood, mistaking the white clothes of, the Mil, of Millwood's trade for ghostly apparition. 
so they wore all white, I guess, bricklayers had, right. had a certain look <laughs> to them. And uh, the culprit, the man who shot him, was a 29-year-old excise officer named Francis Smith, who was found guilty of murder and sentenced to death, which was commuted to one year's hard labor. So I'll, the case, actually, the issues surrounding the case were not settled until 180 years later. Wow. Until the Court of Appeal decision in 1984. So that's kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. So the ghost um, from November 1803, a number of people in Hammersmith area claimed to have seen and some to have been attacked by a ghost. Local people said the ghost was a man who had committed suicide the previous year and had been buried in Hammersmith churchyard. The contemporary belief was that suicide victims should not be buried in consecrated ground as their souls would not be at rest. So I guess that's why they assumed an apparition was there because he was a suicide victim. Right. So the apparition was described as being very tall and dressed all in white, but was also said to wear a calfskin garment with horns <laughs> and large glass eyes at other times. So <laughs> I don't really know how that, how that goes. It ties in. That's kind of fanciful. Maybe they're drinking or something. Yeah. So stories about the ghost soon began to circulate. Uh, two women, one elderly and the other pregnant, were reported to have been seized by the ghost on separate occasions while walking near the churchyard. They were apparently so frightened, they both died from shock a few days afterwards. Oh, my God. So I don't know. From shock? I don't know that that's true. It's just what they, you know. A brewer servant, Thomas Groom, Groom, later testified that while walking through the churchyard with a companion one night, at close to 9 p.m., something rose from behind a tombstone and seized him by the throat. Hearing the scuffle, his companion turned around, at which the ghost gave me a twist around and I saw nothing. I gave a bit of a push out with my fist and felt something soft like a greatcoat. So who knows, you know. Right, sounds like right. you pushed a guy. But. <laughs> so on December 29th, William Girdler, a night watchman, saw the ghost while near Beaver Lane and gave chase. The aberration threw off its shroud and managed to escape. So that just sounds like a guy, right? Right, right. So with London not having an organized police force at the time, and as many people were much frightened, according to Gardner, there were several citizens formed armed patrols in hopes of apprehending the ghost. So we come to the death of Thomas Millwood. At the corner of Beaver Lane, while making his rounds at around 10.30 p.m. on 3rd of January, 1804, Gardner met uh, one of the armed citizens patrolling the area, 29-year-old excise officer Francis Smith. Armed with a shotgun, Ooh. Smith told Curdler he was going to look for the supposed ghost. So he was out looking for, for the ghost. shenanigans. Yes. Right. Curdler agreed that he would join Smith after he called the hour at 11 p.m. and that they would take, take the ghost if possible. They then went their separate ways. Just past 11, Smith encountered Thomas Millwood, a bricklayer who was wearing the normal white clothing of his trade. Linen trousers, entirely white. Washed very clean, a waistcoat of flannel, apparently new, very white, and an apron which he wore around him. Millwood had been heading home from a visit to his parents and sister who live in Black Lion Lane. According to Ann Millwood, the plasterer's sister, immediately after seeing her brother off, she heard Smith challenge him, saying, Damn you, who are you and what are you? Damn you, I'll shoot you. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, <laughs> so my God. sister ratted him out, I guess. <clears throat> Uh, after which Smith shot him in the left of the lower jaw and killed him. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah, with a shotgun, so that couldn't have been very pretty. No. Uh, after hearing the shot, Girdler and Smith, Smith's neighbor, one John Locke, together with the George Stowe, met Smith, who appeared very much agitated. Upon seeing Millwood's body, the others advised Smith to return home. Oh, 
Gosh. Isn't that terrible? That's terrible. So, yeah. Clearly, so, he wasn't an aberration. He was a real man. So, what was the what, what was the, the the law decided? So, mean well. Meanwhile, a constable arrived at the scene and took him into custody. His corpse was carried to an inn, and they pronounced him dead. A gunshot wound on the left side of the lower jaw was small shot, about the size. Uh, it said it penetrated his neck vertebrae, injured his spinal. Oh. So, Smith went to trial. Um, he was tried for willful, willful murder. Shot him in the face. Yeah. Uh, and the deceased wife, Mrs. Fulbrook, stated that she had worn this deceased to cover his white clothing with a great coat. Oh, gosh. As he had already been mistaken for a ghost on a previous oh, occasion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. On Saturday evening, oh, this is her testimony. I'll, I'll skip that. But uh, Millwood's sister testified that though Smith had called on her brother to stop or he would shoot, Smith d- discharged the gun almost immediately, despite a number of declarations of Smith's good character. The chief judge, Lord Judge Baron Sir Archibald MacDonald, advised the jury that malice was not required of murder, merely an intent to kill. So he was trigger happy. Right, right. And uh, so... Clearly they were uh, they very wanted... paranoid about ghosts. Oh, yeah. But why would you think you could shoot a ghost? I mean, it's a well, ghost. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, gonna, it's not going to do anything, right? Am I crazy or is that something? No, that's my <laughs> common knowledge is that a ghost is... Transparent? Right, I mean, or it's just nothing's going to happen. They're already dead. It seems very odd to right? me, but... Um, so the Lord Chief Baron observed that Smith had neither acted in self-defense nor shot Millwood by accident. He had not been provoked by the supposed apparition, nor had he attempted to apprehend it. This sounds like a really intelligent uh, judge, actually. Right, right, right. Especially for that time. No, right? Yeah, no kidding. So Millwood had not committed any offense to justify being shot, and even if the supposed ghost had been shot, it would not have been acceptable, as frightening people while pretending to be a ghost was not a serious <laughs> felony. <laughs> I mean, it sucks, but it's not. It's a little too uh, uh, rambunctious there, shooting the person in the face. It's, it's overkill, pardon me. Absol- absolutely overkill. But as far as a serious misdemeanor, meriting only a small fine, yeah, he, sh- he didn't deserve to die, is basically. No. So the judge closed his remarks by reminding the jury that the previous good character of the accused meant nothing in this case. This is a really good judge. Yeah. McDonald directed the jury to find the accused guilty of murder if they believed the facts presented by the witness. After considering for an hour, the jury returned a verdict of manslaughter. Right. But McDonald informed the jury that the court could not receive such a verdict. Really? They said it must either find Smith guilty of murder or acquit him. Oh, wow. There was no option. There is no manslaughter. Wow. So uh, Smith believed Millwood was a ghost. Uh, It said, (laughs) excuse me. Smith believed Millwood was a ghost was irrelevant. That didn't matter. That wasn't the point of the case, he said. So the jury then returned with a verdict of guilty. After passing the customary sentence of death, McDonald said that he intended to report the case to the king, oh, um, who had the power to commute the sentence. So, the initial sentence of hanging and dissection was commuted to a year's dissection. Now, I don't know what that is. What the hell is that? I wonder if they donate his body to science or hanging, something. Hanging and dissection. I've never heard. Of, is that a British thing? Uh, do you think it's where they make them make criminals dis- uh, give their body to science. Do they say, do that back then? Is that a f- I think they did. To science? Is that just an English thing? Um, it might. Well, you know, it's, 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 it is what you think it is, you know. It doesn't, can't be anything else. Tearing a body apart, but cutting a body into pieces. But I think maybe it was, yeah, it didn't tell me why they were doing it. Um, oh, maybe it was like for punishment, you know. They're hanging him. But he's been, I mean, you know, in medieval Europe, they do that when you're alive, not when oh, you're that's dead. True, that's, true. that's true. That's true. Oh, wait. 
Oh, yeah, in Britain, dis dissection remained entirely prohibited from the end of the Roman conquest through the Middle Ages. Um, so... Oh yeah, it it was it was don't it was cadavers. So, uh, oh the okay, so a public outcry led to the passage of the Anatomy Act of eighteen thirty three, which increased the legal supply of cadavers for dissection. So it mandated that his body would have to go to medical a science medical science. That's part of your punishment. Um. Okay, that was our little sidebar there. Interesting. <laughs> I didn't know they could force you to do that. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I know. Like, you know, they would draw and quarter you. You know what draw and quarter is. Right, right. They rip your limbs off while Ugh. you're alive. Ugh. So, anyways. Very barbaric. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was medieval, or even before medieval Europe. But, uh, so, uh, let's see. Where was I? Um, okay, so, the initial sense of a hanging dissection was commuted to a year's hard labor. So obviously the king, whatever. So that was, well, significantly, whatever hard labor and is, the, I don't know. So the interesting part of this law is, or of what happened here is, the huge pub publicity given to the case persuaded the true culprit to come forward. So the culprit actually came. He was John Graham, an elderly shoemaker. He had been pretending to be a ghost by using a white sheet to frighten his apprentice. Oh my gosh. Because he had been scaring Graham's children with ghost stories. Are you kidding? There is no record of Graham ever being punished. So there was somebody pretending to be a ghost. So that's, and that's what their people were afraid of. Isn't that horrible, this it guy? Is. So that guy was killed. He was killed for no reason because this guy was pretending to be a ghost. This, um, so, the, so this is kind of not really a ghost story, but it kind of is. It's kind <clears> of a fake ghost story. Yeah, it's very interesting, though. I liked it. I, I thought it was really interesting. I heard it on, um, I think, a history, history podcast or a legal podcast or something. Legal podcast. So the question of whether, I'll give you the effect on UK law and then you could do your story, but the question of whether acting on a mistaken belief was a sufficient defense to criminal charge was debated for more than a century until it was clarified at the Court of Appeal in the case R versus William Gladstone in 1984. So that's a long time. That is a long time. That's a very 180 long time. 180 years. Concerning an appeal heard in November 1983, the appellate, Gladstone Williams, had seen a man dragging a younger man violently along the street while the latter shouted for help. Mistakenly believing that an assault was taking place, Williams intervened and injured the apparent assailant, who was actually attempting to apprehend a suspected thief. So Williams was subsequently convicted of assault, occasioning actual bodily harm. At wow. the appeal, Lord Chief Justice Lane referred to historical debate. Sorry. <laughs> so... Uh, Lane went on to clarify the problematic issue. In the case of self-defense, okay, okay, here, is this raised the issue of law, which has been the subject of debate for more years than one likes to think about, and the subject more learned academic articles than one would care to read in an evening. Lane went on to clarify the problematic issue. In a case of self-defense, where self-defense or the prevention of crime is concerned, if the jury came to the conclusion that the defendant believed or may believe that he was being attacked or that a crime was being committed, and that force was necessary to protect himself or to prevent the crime, then the prosecution have not proved their case. If, however, the defendant's alleged belief was mistaken, and if the mistake was an unreasonable one, that may be a peaceful reason for coming to the conclusion that the belief was not honestly held and should be rejected. Even oh. if the jury came to the conclusion that the mistake was an unreasonable one, if the defendant may genuinely have been laboring under it, he is entitled to rely upon it. So... 
Um, the appeal oh, okay. was allowed and the conviction quashed because, I mean, you believe what you see. Right, right, right. right. What, so the decision was approved by the Privy Council and, uh, and was later written into law. So I think what they're saying is he would have been found not guilty in today's... Today's society, right, right. According to this law, because he believed what he saw. <clears throat> right, it was like he, that's what he, he believed it to be there, right? Although, you know, trigger happy is yeah, what I was he didn't even, Yeah, he didn't even give it a so, second thought. I mean, even if it was a ghost, you're right. Why would he even shoot at it? You're not supposed to be, right. be able to kill right. a ghost. They're already right. dead, right? But thankfully, he only did hard labor for a year. He wasn't put to death, right. so... Or dissected, whatever. <laughs> I never heard that term before. It was so okay. interesting. I thought I'd read. There's another good article on this too. Not I read in another article that. Uh, oh, this is from Wikipedia, by the way. But I read another article about this. There's a whole like website that has a big section dedicated to this. And they actually, now their take is that the hauntings continued. So I don't know really? where they got that from because this says this guy was this other man came forward and said he was doing it as a, as you know, to get back at somebody. Right. So I don't really know what the truth is on that, but <laughs> either way, it's interesting. And don't pretend to be a ghost and get people arrested and shot right, and killed right, right. or whatever. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so, but uh, So it's an interesting story. And so, again, if anybody wants to read about it, it's called the Hammersmith Ghost Murder Case. And I'll, when we get our website up, I'll put links to it. And uh, you can go and maybe check out the website, I'll find that one website that has a lot of info on it besides awesome. Wikipedia. So. Awesome. And that is my story, and so you have a story too. I have a story. Um, so let's see. 